Welcome back to Two Men on the Run. It's been a little while, so uh, I think we've got plenty to catch up on with the plenty of races been done, uh, both ends, and yeah, we're in the middle of the summer. The heat waves hitting us. So, uh, John Joe, you know you were you were heading to the mountains. I think the last time we did a, we did a show, um, but I know you've been you've been doing some shorter stuff as well. So, uh, yeah, so are you? Yeah. First of all, I'd like to give a big shout out to Gavin Boyce from Finn Valley. Some wonderful success successes recently. And an, another mention to Trigger McSweeper, also known as Kieran Neeson, working in conjunction with Highland Radio and Donegal, Donegal uh, Daily, I think it is. I will call it that anyway. Um, so a big shout out to those two characters. Look forward to catching up with you both soon. I'll be going over actually to the M- Mother Erin this coming Sunday um, and celebrating my grandfather's 101st birthday. And I'll be spending a week in the shack, the mother of all shacks. And um, on the Tuesday, the 20th, we will be celebrating um, another milestone on his march towards um, the world's oldest man. That's what we're looking at right now. I mean, we've all got our, our own things to aim for. My grandfather wishing to be the oldest man on the, on the planet. Is the oldest man? I'm not sure, but as he as he approaches that record, it will. You know, <laughs> Maybe one of these things you might have known. Don't. You know, like you ask me these questions. <laughs> well, he's not. He's like, not. I'll tell you, he's de- certainly nowhere near it yet because the the sad passing of Seamus O'Driscoll's uh, mother-in-law uh, last week, 107 she was at County Mayo, and um, he informed me of, of her passing and. And I recall that the Christmas messages that she would send out there. I feel um, like the Irish are keeping it a secret on the, how old they get, sort of thing, because uh, yeah, you don't yeah. hear about it. Do you? you always hear like stories about the like Japanese you know, uh, being like you know super breaking records of being the oldest people alive and stuff. Mm. Like that. I've never heard of the yeah, the yeah. The headlines. They keep the secret. The, 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 the secret. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my, I don't know what you're reading at the moment, but uh, I've gone from Muhammad Ali. To Brian Clough, and I'm now reading about Bruce Lee, who oh, those blessed dogs barking <laughs> away. It's like living in some sort of prison, really, isn't it? You know, um, Bruce Lee died at 32, and as I start to immerse myself in his story, and the book is written by Bruce Thomas, who was the bass bass player for Elvis Costello. Right. If you've come across him, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get a feel for this, but but Bruce was very competitive and he, he shared that sporting sort of excellence. And uh, I mentioned it to an old friend of mine and he said, oh, they got him, you know. He was giving too many secrets away. <laughs> I thought, what do you mean? What do you mean? But um, the secret of, of old age. Um, with my grandfather, I would say he's his own boss. So we, like yourself, Matthew, to some extent, or, although you've got another job now, haven't you? And um, his own own boss, and and no stress, so or less stress being your own boss. You know, running a store, you have a certain amount of stress, um, but then you can step away from all of that and, and maybe close on a Sunday or something. You know. Yeah, you you manage your hours, don't you? Things like that when you you're your own boss, it's. Uh... 
It's only your freedom. It's it fails and succeeds on you, doesn't it? So you know if you want a bit more time off or something like that, then he's still smoking the tobacco pipe. He has a puff of it. Yeah. The idea being that the the tobacco is is less damaging than cigarettes, which there's something in that. But he doesn't smoke much. His drink consuming of drink is very little now. He he does get uh, very drunk off about one pint. Same as you then. Well, no, I don't drink at all. That's a new new thing to tell you. I've given up alcohol completely. Yeah, yeah. I'm staining a good Catholic boy, and I am. I'm not drinking either, to be fair. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Completely zero tolerance. I'm on. I was. I was drinking zero Guinness. Oh yeah. Um, in the pub, and my it's father was bad, ca- calling me. You know. Yeah. Yeah, not fit to burn. He was saying. <laughs> and. Um, so I smuggled in this pint of zero Guinness for him, but stupidly. You should have I, got him one and see whether he could tell the difference. I know, well, that's what I was hoping to do, but <laughs> then I realised he wasn't even drinking Guinness that night, yeah. so it was a bad a bad um, attempt to... to uh, yeah, I'd like to switch all the cans of Guinness in the house yeah. to zero Guinness <laughs> and just see if he could be fooled by it, but I think it's too late now. So no alcohol for me. No, I've, I've completely... I've gone to a very Spartan life. My stomach problems have all gone away, you know, I've, I've cured myself. Um, speaking to a dietitian this morning, I said, I don't know why I'm here. And she said, what, 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 well, you don't, you don't know why you're here? I said, well, I'm joking, I, I do know why I'm here. <laughs> and then she, the, after the, the session, which was nice for them and, and for myself to some extent, they dismissed me. Um, that's not the word, is it? They they sort of said well, we don't really need to see you again. Um, but the Spartan life, uh, I think, in athletics, uh, certainly when I'm, I'm I'm 37 now, so I'm looking at these young lads, thinking, you know, I want to beat you as often as I can. Yeah. And uh, I've got to. You're all out drinking, partying, thinking you're having a good time, and not knowing where you are. I'm gonna have that that little bit. You've got the big edge on years and, and, and springiness in your step. I'm talking about local level running, Matthew, yeah. not not uh, the level that you're hoping to run at. But I might be able to get the odd victory over these young whippersnappers with sore heads. And the interesting thing is when you step back from it all and you realise they all love it. They love like training hard, but then advertising alcohol in the social media uh, pictures and, and whatnot and, and I'm not as you know I'm not one for social media but it, it's interesting you know that we've got this conditioned uh, state where the only th- this is what we're, we're actually confusion really I would say we're, we're, we're doing all this training to have a pint of beer no no you're not you're doing all this training because you want results and having that pint of beer is, is minimising potentially your recovery it's, it's your sleep pattern uh, the next day, you, you, your long run, because a lot of them go out Saturday yeah, night, they yeah. do the long run, they think, I can get away with it. But actually, what good does it do? It, it's a negative. It's certainly a negative. Oh, yeah. Although you could argue then, well, you've got to go and relax and enjoy yourself. But is that really enjoying yourself? That's another question. Uh, I mean, I've, I've found the, you know, if you, you know, you're going for, not a night out, so I don't really go for a night out, but you know, if, you're going to, if you're going out to a social occasion, a restaurant or, or to the pub with... with uh, family or mates or whatever like that, and, you know, the, the alcohol-free is is completely fine sort of thing. Um, Do you not struggle with the as 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 the other people within the group have had two or three 
pints and they've started to mellow and get louder and louder and you're basically drinking, you know, Ribena, yeah. the, the, the le- you're on a different level to them. You're, no, I'm you're not really out with anyone that's drinking like that, to be fair. You're on your, on your own then. Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> well, well, Lucy's not drinking, obviously, because she's pregnant, so she's not she's no. not drinking anything. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, yeah, we're, we're pretty much out with family or whatever like that, really. Um, mm. The odd occasion I've been, uh, you and me have caught up, obviously you've not been drinking, so that, that hasn't bothered me at all. I, I've not needed to drink either. Mm. Mm. so the drink thing is um, the, the only issue I think is, is for me not for you because you've, you've just stated that but when, when I do go out into these particular environments mm. you know whether it be a wedding or something like that occasion where you'd, you'd need to be there really then I think you've got to look at making an escape at some point you know before it gets too rowdy because if you're not drinking uh, you, you could well be on edge because other people enhances confidence in a way that mm. you know they start to you know antagonize one another and um yeah and and you could be the the fall guy potentially so that environment then becomes quite tricky for some for, for me i think so more, more so i think maybe it d- develops it you need practice at, at doing that as well going out um if you're in company where others are drinking yeah um, but that's not an issue right now for me. It's it's those are very occasional yeah, yeah. things. How do you replace it though? I suppose you've got to replace it with people who are like minded as well, and um, it may mean leaving some of those other people behind in some ways. But I was never really one for drink personally. But I've heard of others going through this process where they had these drinking buddies, but then if if the, if they weren't drinking, there was that loss in a way mm. of creating this new new life yeah, yeah. where you're going to have to make new friends and that there was that transitional period which can be very difficult for people yeah. in I, that I suppose well it depends isn't it? If, if, I mean if all you were doing was going out and drinking with your mates then yes that is very much going to be the case isn't it really but I mean if you were if you were just catching up with your mates and it just happened to be that you went to the pub sort of thing but you could still go to the pub and just say just have alcohol free or whatever like that and stuff and you just give yourself the 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 reasoning, do you? I mean, if, one if you're driving, well, then you're not going to, you know, be drinking anyway if you're driving. So, and you're now driving. I'm now driving. Yeah, you pass so your test first time. First time. To where I technically my second because I, I had one when I was 17. So, oh, you failed at 17. I failed at 17. Oh, well, so, very honest. So yeah, this is this is my second time really, but it's uh, at 31. 14 years later. 14 years later. Yeah. And you're now driving around. Yeah. Well, your your friend Mark. Give him, a, give him a shout out there. Yes, give him a shout me, out. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's, I think he's got his final exam as a, as a driving instructor to be fully. What's his second name again? Uh, Begins with a W, doesn't it? Whiteman. Yes, Mark Whiteman. We'll give him a, a big shout out. What a fantastic drummer, musician as well. I've, I've often seen him perform in the local area of St. Helens. He said the next time I'm out with you at a music session, we've got to give him a. Drop him a message if we're going to go out and uh, he'll, he'll come along to it at the music session, he said. Oh, okay. Like, if you know like, out with you and stuff. All right, okay, yeah. Like a folky session yeah, or, or just anything, yeah. Anything, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. next, time, next time we plan. Yeah. Well, I'll be out this evening. Yeah, I've got plans. You've got plans, yeah. Yeah, I'll be <laughs> in the guild, guild hall this <laughs> evening for a bit of folky music. Um, Mark, Mark Whiteman. Yeah. I would say he would make a. He is, a fa- I imagine, a, a fantastic instructor. Oh, yeah. kept, kept, you know, kept me nice and calm. Got through my test. And, and he's gone from, believe it or not, for the listener, th- this is interesting. He's been from a. He was a street sweeper at one point in yeah. London, 
I recall he was teaching, he was a, he was a school teacher, fed up with that. And, and now he's a driving instructor. He's had other jobs as well, but I can't think of them. But um, amazing, the latest chapter in his life, and he, he must be in his 40s with a family. So he, that ability to change careers, I think, uh, for me, I respect people who can do that and make that effort. Because a lot of people get stale, fed up in the jobs, and they don't they don't move on or change, and they don't want to. The fearful mate, fear is, is yeah. a big part of it. So fair play to Mark for for making that big change in career. Yes. So now what, what I'm going to put to you is Matthew running. Tell me since I last saw you your successes passionately. Tell me about what you've done. Come on. Yeah. Well, well, the big one was Copenhagen, wasn't it? So you know, last time we 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 was catching up and chatting, I was I was well in the middle of. The Copenhagen Marathon block. It was a, a disrupted block with with injuries coming into it from off the cross country season and carrying a bit of weight and obviously changing coach prior to it. Um, so it was always going to be it was always going to be tough because trying to adapt to a, a new sort of training regime and things that which which I think is is going to work wonders for me. Um, but it was always going to be a difficult test going into only a 10-week block for a marathon, you know, the smallest block I've ever done, but it was only, um, I only found out 10 weeks before that I was I was going to be doing it, so um, the team was selected, so it was a short block, and yeah, there was an ankle injury that at one point, um, Alison, uh, my new coach, 100% believed that it was probably going to rule me out of, of competing altogether, because it, it seemed really bad, and we had to take uh, a full a full week off of, uh, of training in the, right in the middle of the block, and luckily, um, with me, me, me physio Bobby um, and the rehab work managed to, to get the ankle right and, and be ready for the race and there was a couple things that we that we, we weren't able to, to, to finish off we had a, I went down to, to London <coughs> to um, meet with Alison and her husband to do um, 20 miles at, at marathon pace in, in um, uh, Battersea Park um, and it's, it's, it's a nice sort of just over two miles a, a lap, um, and so the, the, we were doing twenty miles in there. Um, they were on the bikes. Um, David Alison's husband was, was the main pacer for me, and um, yeah, at just around uh, ten miles, a a dog ran into the into the path uh, of me. Uh, I had to hurdle this 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 um, boxer uh, dog and. Um, yeah, just sort of landed a little funny as I, as I, as I landed on my, my right side, which was the side that was you know, weak ankle and, and hip issues that I was rehabbing. And I only managed to get, I got to 14 miles and we had to pull the plug on the session. So we never got the full data. Alison, you know, her training plans really much follow this 20 miles at marathon pace because if you can if you can do 20 miles at marathon pace, then, you, you know, it's very good, very thingy that you'll be able to finish the, the, you know that final 10k at, at marathon pace as well and mm. um, we weren't able to get that data and though it looked like I was maybe in better shape than initially thought it, it, it was it was very much up in the air of, of what it was going to be on race day and yeah I'd um, flew out quite how, how, how many weeks uh, before the race sorry you, you do the 20 uh, miles so that was that was three weeks before so you won't do that again then before the race no no so uh, we actually did, what we did 14 do, 14 I did 14, which is what I normally do but you, uh, in you, previous blocks, but Alison always hits a 20. I, mean, I had managed to do a 17 at marathon pace, but it had been on the on the treadmill, 
because my ankle injury had, had flared up. That was before the 40. This was, that was three weeks before the 40. Before yeah. The, yeah, the, the what is marathon pace again? Uh, what, what are you going to race at? And what, what was that for you? Uh, so for me, um, it was going to be around um, sort of five... Five, uh, five well, initially it was 5.12 to 5.13. As, as my ankle injury flared up, we looked more 5.13s to 5.14s. And after that 20 miler and a bit of disruption, we sort of settled on the, the 4.14s, you know, um, maybe 4.15, uh, 5.14s to 5, uh, yeah, 5.14s to 5.15s. And what does that give you for a marathon? Um, it would have given me around uh, 2.17, what, what does five fifteen give you? Sorry, five fifteen. Let's say uh, five fifteen is is around two yeah two seventeen thirty six. Right, yeah. Two seventeen forty. Yeah. Um, the the faster end would have given me around two sixteen thirty or so. Um, so both would have been PBs. So great position to be in. Um, well, the five fourteen would have given you. Yeah. 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 So yeah. so that was, that was the goal. The goal was to try and grab a PB out of it, um, knowing that. You know the real breakthrough is going to come in the next marathon block that we we, we go into when we decide on one. Um, but yeah, I arrived at Copenhagen. We there was a late flight and there was, you know, we were discussing on whether or not I should really book my own flights rather than flying out with the England team because it was such a late flight. But um, you know, decided to stick with the, the flights that were being done by the England team just because you know it, it's, save money. We'll save money, but also you know it, it's sort of under their coordination and, and they've done that. Um, but it meant we arrived at 11 o'clock at night on the Friday night before the race, which is obviously like your prime sleep night um, prior to the race. So that led to a bit of disruption. And then I got there and um, no one had told us we were sharing rooms or anything like that. I, I walked down um, to, the, to the room, um, chatting away with, with Will, Will Strangeway, who was one of the other England athletes on the team. And he was in the room next door to me, so he went in. And I said, "I'll see you in the morning for a run." Walked into this room, and there's these shoes there, and I'm just sort of like, "Who's these shoes?" And um, I just sort of, I'm looking at the room. It's pretty dark. I suddenly hear this voice going, "Oh, who's there? Who's that?" And uh, I go, oh, "I'm really sorry, mate. Must have had the wrong. They must have given me the wrong card, you know, for the room and stuff like that." And then um, it's this voice in the darkness goes, "Crean, is that you?" And I'm like. Yeah, who's that? And it's, it's Norman Shreve, who I was on the England team with um, the other year in, in February when I went to Granola's. And I say to Norman, I say, I say oh, sorry, Norman, like, I'll go get this sorted and stuff like that. He goes, he goes oh, maybe we're sharing rooms. I say, well, is it, you know, is it twin, what is it? Twin beds, twin twin beds and stuff like that. He goes, no, it's just a double. I'm like, well, obviously can't be sharing that, can we? <laughs> so I say, look, I'll, 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 I'll go and sort it. So I head back to the main desk and... And he goes, no, no, it's, it's a twin room you're, you're sharing. You're sharing this room. So I have to go wake Norman up as well. He, he's been there since 12 o'clock in the afternoon. He's well asleep. It's 11 o'clock at night. And uh, I say, sorry, Norman. They told me I've got to jump in bed with you, mate. Because um, obviously I'm still quite awake and you know, a little bit of sense of humour to me. And Norman's half asleep and um, doesn't get really get the joke. But um, I go, I go Don't, I said, is it, is it definitely just a, a double bed, that? And he's like, yeah, it's just a double bed. Um, you know. He said, well, you know, if we have to, like, I said, no, I said, I said, this is ridiculous. I said, let me go through all this. So I go back and chat with the, the team manager and stuff like that. And we, we, we pay for an extra room for a night and we're going to sort it out the next day. And so, uh, so disruption out of the way. I've got this room now. Um, and we're, we're you know, finally get some sleep and stuff like that. Next day I wake up and it, it's, it's roasting hot. 
It's um, it's about 24, 25 degrees out there. And I'm thinking, God, if the race is in this tomorrow, this is not going to be pleasant. Um, chat away with like the other athletes and stuff like that, and um, do a little shakeout run. And yeah, the for- the forecast for the Sunday luckily is is, is looking okay. It's, it's going to be cloudy in the morning and keep the temperature down, maybe around like 14 degrees or so. Um, for the race itself, which you know is 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 fine, um, but it is going to clear and it's going to get warmer as the day goes on, um, and then yeah, so race day comes around and it is it, it's quite cool in the morning. I go to the start line in, in in a in a jacket just to keep me warm, um, and then we get uh, we get an hour into the race and I, I've my coach has got me set to go off at this pace, this five five fourteen five fifteen pace, just keep ticking them out mile after mile. Don't go too hard like I would normally do or anything like that. And that's what I do. You know, everyone's been joking with me going, oh, how quick's this first mile going to be and what are you going to do and stuff like that. But I just relax, stay at the pace I've been told to. Um, and you know what? It, it felt really easy, felt really comfy. Um, and it had me, you know, I was going through and I'm still on for 217.36. We're at 10k. I'm at halfway and we're still on for 217.36. Um, and the, the goal was always to get to 10k, 10k to go, so 32k. And if I still felt good and stuff like that, was then to push on and negative split. Um, but after an hour of, of, of running, the, the 14 degrees that it was, the clouds clear and it goes up to 22 degrees like that. So click, someone clicks the fingers, and the clouds lift, and it's 22 degrees. Um, and it just starts having an impact. It's The, the formula is that for every degree above 16 degrees, it's worth um, a second per kilometer that you run. Um, so, um, you know, so I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to keep the pace going. I'm trying to shelter a little bit um, in the shade that I can, if there's any there. Um, I'm just trying to keep the pace. And I do, I, you know, as I say, I keep the pace to 32K, um, but then there's a, there's a slight incline and I just lose the pace and it, in the end, I end up uh, with two hours and twenty minutes, and um, I'm a little frustrated with the time. Um, but overall, the performance was a was a really strong performance. And from halfway, I was in fortieth position, and I finished in seventeenth. Um, I finished second British man home, um, so I was I was the fourth fastest on the team to finish second fastest back um, as well. Was it was a you know sort of solidified my my selection on the team, which was good. Um, so yeah, I, I I really had to sort of, on reflection of the race, break, uh, separate out the two things of performance and, and time. Um, you know the, the the temperature, the conditions. Both Alison and, and uh, Tom Craggs, the the England team manager, uh, he messaged me afterwards and said that was a, you know he tracked it along the way and things and had the feedback from um, the team managers on the day, um, and he sort of said that was a that was a PB performance if the weather had been you know, on, on your side. Um, so, was, you know, that was really good to hear. And, um, you know, it was a performance, controlling it, running it in a, a more sensible way. Um, you know, being able to sort of, Lucy pointed out and, and uh, David Allison's husband pointed out that um, I was sort of, well, Lucy pointed out that I was so relaxed. I, you know, it was the first race she'd ever watched me run where I was able to spot her on course and just sort of give a little wave as I was running because I was so you know, sort of relaxed and, and, and not just completely and utterly, you know, all out trying to, and, and, and the only thing I could focus on was the road ahead. Um, and David commented on, he'd taken loads of photos because him and Alison had jumped around at various points on the course to, to watch and support. And um, he sort of said, you need to stop looking at the camera 
because every photo he got, I was I I found it found it in the camera and was giving him a smile and a thumbs up, um, and uh, I you know I reflected on that and thought this I've never been in a race where I've been able to notice the cameras or anything like that. So, um, it's it's definitely a, a winning formula. Um, I just gotta get the right weather conditions on the day and things, which you know in a marathon, when you do five k's, ten k's and stuff, you don't need to worry about too much, um, because you're not on your feet for for too long. But in a marathon, it it really does. Um, you know, little little things like that, the heat and, and stuff become big factors. Um, and a lot of the Kenyans and, and Japanese athletes who were the elites in the race all sort of crumbled to pieces and like I say I went from fortieth to seventeenth. So um, yeah, that was that was my uh, my marathon. Very good, very good tale. Um where are you going now from this? I mean, what's the next race? You've that was some some uh, was that a month ago? How long ago? Yeah, that was that was back at the start of May. Oh. So yeah, we're probably yeah probably not raced, a month now. You've not raced since. I've not raced since. I had, I had two weeks easy off the back of it, um, and then we had a look. I was trying to get into Valencia Marathon in December, um, but they've they've made the qualifying for the elite field faster because it, it was so well attended and, and uh, quick last year, and I don't make the cut for that. And what what is the time? Uh, two fifteen for the elite field for it, mm. um, with my best two eighteen. So. Um, and then the the mass race of it just to open on the open entries uh, was sold out mm. um, so um, I couldn't get in it I'm on the waiting list but I'm like position number 1800 or something so I'm doubtful of that um, so Seville in February end of Feb next mm. year is probably going to be my next marathon so um, for now the, the goal and the focus is going to be on some short stuff um, so 5k's 10k's um, and then some some half marathons, um, you know, sort of towards the end of the year. Um, the Tell me which races are you entering? Uh, so I'm in. I'm actually doing podium, podium 5k this Saturday. Um, right. Should be a good field. I think. Mm. Um, I think the likes of Tom Rogerson and uh, Ethan Dunn and stuff like that are in the race as well from Liverpool areas. Your old old training group there. Um, oh, okay. So it'll be interesting mm. to see to see those guys go and be in the race with them. Mm. Um, but obviously there's some big. Big headliners as well, the likes of Mark Scott um, is in the race. He's the, the course record holder with 13.22 uh, and there's there's, there's a £1,000 up for, for grabs as prize money as well for um, the win um, if it's under 13.40, I think. so. Right. Uh, but Mark's coming back from a, a stress, fact, stress fracture at the start of the year. I've not um, heard from him for a while. No, yeah. no, he had a stress fracture. He left Bowman. Um, went out to Kenya and was training, but had a, a stress fracture, I think. So he's he's just getting. I think he's, this, this is probably one of his first races, so it should be interesting to see how he goes. And is this where they 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 run on a like a sort of a cycle? Yeah, the cycle track sort of ones. Track, it's, yeah. it's 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 where my PB is from for five k. Mm. Um, I've 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 not done great last what is, couple of weeks of training. What um, is that PB? Fourteen eighteen. Fourteen. So I'd 18. like to go quicker. Um, I did I did a track session with. with you um, with, with Dave Evans group mm. um, a couple of weeks ago now and um, that was that was three weeks post marathon mm. um, my Alison wanted me to sort of try and run 67 68 seconds per per 400 yeah um, but she also said don't worry about pace because we were still recovering um, anyway the, the first effort I had you guys saying you were going to run 70 seconds and could feel you breathing down me, me back so I, I was really? picking it up and picking it up and um, trying, I thought to, I was, trying to get away from you all. I thought there. I was pretty consistent on the 70. Uh, I, think, I think you all were, apart from the first effort. Were, oh, right, were, yeah, the first one, yeah. Were, um, That's true. I ended yeah. up with a 63 because I could feel you guys 
right behind me and thinking, oh, I need to pick it up. If I'm not, if they're right behind me, I'm I'm going to be closer to seventy than sixty-seven. Um, and instead, it was a sixty-three second one, so um, yeah, I was yeah. a bit too quick. Um, yeah. But 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 for me to be able to hit a sixty-three on on mar- you know marathon legs after it was was a nice little thing to be able to do. Um, and then I kept the, the efforts fairly consistent around 65, 66s, mm. um, my slowest being a 67, uh, right, and yeah. my last one being a 62. Mm. Um, and by the way, that was 16 times 400. Yeah, with 45 was... seconds rest and a three minute rest in between eights. Yeah, that's the, that's um, the one, yeah. yeah. But, um, but I, I've barely been able to run fast since. Really? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it you... set my recovery back going so hard in that session. I think right, I, I okay, probably yeah. better running 70s with, with you guys than, yeah. than pushing it, to be fair. Um, so mm. I'm a little... I went to the track last night to try and do some, some K efforts. Um, I, I, I was meant to do six of them. I did three of them. Um, decided it was too hot to, to, to carry on, really. Um, mm. So I'm... I'm yeah, I, I don't know how it's going to go on Saturday. Uh, I might finish last. Um, we'll, well see. I mean, we'll see. Try to be a bit more optimistic. Than that. <laughs> well, um, I, I've got a feeling that come come race day and on the start line at the, at the place I love to race at five k anyway. Um, is it Barrowford? Barrowford, 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 about an hour up the M6. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm, no, I'm looking forward to it. To be fair, I, I always what, run well. What, 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 what time is that? Uh, my race is the last race of the day, so it's eight o'clock at night. Yeah, that'll be so fully, fully, be fully booked now. Yeah, fully booked. Yeah. What what day so is that? Saturday. Saturday evening. Saturday evening. Yeah. And you're the last race of the day. I'm the last race. So I think it starts at six. Is the first race. Or what is it? Does it go from slow to fast? Yeah. So you're in the fastest race. Yeah. Hmm. Very good. Very good. Um, no, I didn't know about this particular race coming up on Saturday. That may have been a good one to race, but there's that many races. That oh. may have, yeah. yeah. There might be entry still for it. I'll have a look for no, you. No, no, I think I've got my plan all set now. Yeah. Um, well, you've had, you've been, you've raced more than me. Can I talk um, about me now? That's what I was going to say. Um, as I say, uh, last, last time we spoke to you... Doesn't everybody love talking about oh, themselves? Yeah. Last time we spoke to you, you were just about to head to the mountains in the middle of your track build-up to go and do a... Uh, uh, inter-county spell race yeah so John Hunt who was our special guest convinced me to, to run represent Merseyside in the inter-county mountain championships he said it was good footing or it was good on foot you know um, it, it was I couldn't walk down the stairs straight the next day <laughs> but I finished 40th which is interesting so overall in the inter-counties I would never finish 40th in Loughborough, in the in the yeah. in the cross country, or if I did, I'd I'd be it would be the best result ever. Yeah. Um, but there's less, less. I don't know. There's less people in fell racing. I think that's the reason. But then you have got that gulf. You have got that between the the top end, you know, and then where I was in fortieth. Yeah. But um, it was a great experience. Uh, again, you know. I was the first back for Merseyside and it started in, in halfway up a mountain and, and we hit some fog, you know, it was misty sort of, and we came back down and you're absolutely flying down this mountain at speed. I'm talking about like, you know, blistering speed where you're holding yourself back with, with limited experience. And you, you're going back up again on the second loop and you can see them all walking in front now because they've, they've gone too fast. 
So you, you clap, but then I'd gone too fast. So you, you cl- you're pushing off your thighs, getting up this very steep um, terrain. And I know what John meant. He meant it wasn't, uh, it was safe to some extent, the ground. It wasn't too uh, crumbly or yeah. rocky terrain. It was, it was smooth. It was runnable in, in a sense, but then it, it was, it, it wasn't uh, something I was accustomed to. So, I finished this particular event and um, I think I should have listened to Dave Evans who, who wasn't too keen on it because it, it was a big setback then I, I would say because um, I had the, the Crystleton uh, 5k on the 19th and um, I never really recovered for, and that was that was almost um, well it was 10 days what was it it was 11 days, 10, 11 days after. So it, it took a bit, it, you lost training from that. Yeah. Um, that sharpness that you were building. And then not being able to walk down the stairs, you can tell how, how long it took me. Yeah, yeah. But I continued, you know, trying to train throughout. And, uh, you know, so I, it wasn't the, the, the brightest decision. But anyway, so then uh, moving, so the Christleton 5K, 1537. Um, Ian Lawton ran 14.52 he wasn't happy he was sick that day um, Lee McKay finished second about 14.50 and then there was this other guy who everyone expected to fall away he went off like yeah. like Matthew Crean <laughs> and, but he stayed there and he, and he won by a few seconds which was interesting uh, I stuck with this leading group for it was on the heels of, of, of Lawton and co for about 2k and then I just think fatigue I, I just couldn't hold on and the, the gap started to open and then people were closing in on me then and, and um, so that that was a, a disappointment but I kept going I kept going and, and finished it uh, um, which I was I was happy about and then feeling a bit better to some extent I went into the Haddock Hill race um, on the 24th so five days later not expecting too much from that really um my gym partner had cancelled on the day I'm giving you too much information here but um for the listener be, be fast asleep now but um <laughs> you managed to get through my store <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're, they're already asleep <laughs> so to spice it up a bit young oliver whippersnapper had about, I think he's 20 years old. He'd beaten me in the Parbold Hill race, which is when I was sort of making a, some sort of, of recovery from stomach problems, yeah. you know, and he'd given me a good thrashing in, in the race that I, I, I do love to take part in, running through farmer's fields, chasing after cows and jumping over fences. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I love those races. And um, it, this one, Harrick Hill, it's the same area, 5.3 miles, and Oliver... I'm sure he must have thought I'm gonna. He's gonna win again, and you know what? I thought he was gonna win because I felt very fatigued. I, I, I'd done the Christleton as well, and I wasn't. I still was, but wasn't right. And um, but since our last meeting with Oliver, I must have greatly improved in in stamina and, and fitness and the circuits with Ken, our my training partner, the boxer. Uh, on top of all that, and uh, I just kept going pushing and pushing and I, 
I won that in 32.54, about 40 seconds ahead of Oliver. And um, and that's what the young lad needs. And I, and I patted him on the back and, and I said, chase those old men down and, and he'll come back and he'll be stronger again, I'm sure. Um, for the next meeting, which will be on the 28th of this month. Um, so that's a Harrick Hill race. And then on the 30th, I went to Stretford for the 3K. I ran 8.54 um, for 3K. Happy enough with that to some extent. Yeah, I think that's a good season yeah. opener, that. You know, yeah. First track race, yeah. yeah. You spot us out three seconds, four seconds off your PB? Two, se- two eight, seconds, yeah. yeah, two seconds. And I've not done many of them, but I remember when I was specifically training for that event, which I'm not now. Yeah, yeah. I don't think our group are training for 3Ks. We're yeah. more, more, a bit more distance than that, I'd say. Yeah. Our sessions are not particular for 3K. Yeah. And, and that, but at the same time, these kind of races... Well, a great the, the, sharpness, aren't yeah, they, as you call it? 16 times 400 is, is like a 5K sort of session, isn't it? 5K, yeah. Well, this is 3K. Yeah. Would, would you relate the two? I suppose there's not much. No, there's not 3K much. is... It's a little sharper. Yeah, I think the, the people... When I go down to Stretford and I look at the young lads, the, they are training for that particular yeah. race, you know, the, the specifically training for that. And I, I don't see myself competitive enough at that distance, you know, with, with age. Um... And I was in the same heat as, as Liam McKay, and um, he ran 8.40, he, he was disappointed. Um, but he's still 14 seconds ahead of me. But I'm happy to be in heat one, and to be within in a mix of like under 20s, they're, they're all very young people, yeah. you know. I'm 37, so it's great to be a part of that and, and enjoying it, so the pressure's off. So I just go in there and I say, people sort of ask you questions, and I, I never know how to answer them, but really I, I'm there, uh, I'm relaxed. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I've got nothing to lose. It's not particularly what I'm aiming for, you know. I'm looking yeah. more more towards cross country, perhaps. That's where I'd be more competitive. I'd, I would hope. And then, as you say, you, you're using that to to get that speed, and and I think it's all positive. But you also would love a PB, and and on that occasion, I was two seconds shy. And then one day you might knock a chunk off it. If, if you get re- it really right. And, and I think with my training, I'm always quite fatigued because I don't really yeah. take, I'm not tapering for these events. No, yeah, That's yeah. the other thing. There was no tapering. Yeah. So Harrick Hill, you know, six days prior. Oh, since then, um, you won't, won't be aware of this, but on Sunday, I, I don't think you're aware. Oh, you are aware of this. I did another 3K in the National League. Oh, yeah. Um, and that was 9.02. Um, I was fourth. In, in that particular event so I earned some points for the team and it was a blistering heat I was we were waiting all day for this rep 4.15 yeah. we were there at half nine all day in the athletics uh, stadium and when I look back on it you know, it's good to support individuals when you can and, and for team and that but I could have gone down to a local cafe stayed in the shade or something interestingly I saw went into the changing rooms and some of the sprinters just lying there on the backs in in the coolest part they could find. Yeah. They weren't supporting anybody. They were very much uh, thinking about themselves, and that's what 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 top end athletes do, you know. And and so I ran nine oh two, and on the day, you know, I was happy with that. And then last night, when you pulled out of your training session, yeah, I was at Stretford. Oh, did you go? I yeah, yeah, if yeah. You'd gone or not. And I ran fifteen hundred meters this yeah, time right, yeah. in four eleven. Okay, four eleven, and and I, I, again I was in heat one. Um, 
I was over optimistic. I wanted to be with faster runners. So yeah. you, you always well, I put four minutes, which I think really on reflection I should have put four oh five. Yeah, but it wouldn't have made much difference. Um, I got dragged along to a certain extent, and then I, I just, just couldn't hold on to this group. And you know, the last couple of if I'd have held on to them, I could have knocked. You know, if one of these days I do hold on. Um, there was a, fo- a vet 40 who held on yeah. and he ran 404 he held on to some extent yeah, it wasn't yeah. quite Lee McKay ran a PB fantastic delighted for him in 357 yeah. he's only 17 I think could, could turn it coming 18 very soon um, so I looked at that last night again as like I'm not going to be... I was in heat one, you know. I was racing against... Yeah. You look at the age... They're all under 20, apart from that one vet who stood out like a sore thumb, and myself. Um, mixing it with the younger lads, you know. So what? it's all about the psychology then, is it? You said, well, I can't I can't beat these guys, you know. I don't think you'd be able to beat them, Matthew. Maybe you uh-huh. would. You know, the, the speed... And then you look at the BMC race, they were all like... I didn't even notice them, but they, they were like 345, I think, yeah, some yeah, of them, you know. Yeah, and 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 you think, well, I'm not even specifically training for this, yeah, yeah. so I'm never going to be the best I can be at this particular distance because I'm not training for it. But then those chunky sessions that we do with Dave probably benefit an older person like myself in terms of doing these races anyway. Yeah. yeah. But then I'm still not going to be able to to beat these guys. But I can try and get a PB. And it, it, it's it's I can mix I can do these races you see yeah because you can do a fifteen hundred it doesn't take too much away no, from you no. next day I've I've I'm, I'm okay yeah, you yeah. Know, I've done a a squat sort of session um, you can you can implement some of these and then going forward I'm going to Ireland this this weekend and there's a five k on the Wednesday in in uh, Bally Run I think it is five k it's near Letterkenny and then coming back Horrock Hill. Um, may even attempt the part run while I'm, while I'm over there. Yeah. The, the records are a couple record of set. well, you know. But I think with these distances, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can play about with them. You you can you can do that, but it's when you go and do a mountain race that's that's where yeah, it doesn't work. Stuff like that. You know? it takes time to recover from, doesn't it? It's the same yeah. as a marathon. It's it, you know you marathon, yeah. you're building things. Around, I mean, marathon's slightly different to your mountain racing. You probably do a couple more mountain races than you would marathons in a season, but it's still going to be limited because um, it, it takes you longer to recover from. Whereas, yeah, the short stuff, you know, you can, I mean, um, Sifana San, who won the London Marathon this year, mm. she, she recently raced a 10,000 metres on the track. Um, so just over a month, month and a half or so post-London. Um, she ran it in 29.30ish, which is the seventh fastest all-time mm. um, women's 10K on the track. Um, she's the world record holder, I think, mm. uh, still at the moment. Um, and then the next day, went and ran a three fifty six fifteen hundred meters. My word, that's well. amazing! Yeah, uh, back yeah. to back. Um, yeah. You know, you wouldn't normally do that, but I mean, if you if she did on the fifteen the first day, you could maybe say she could recover to the ten, but you usually expect the ten to take a little bit more out of you than, than it seemed to take out of her. Mm. Um, yeah. But you know, yeah, the shorter the shorter track stuff, you can recover quicker from and. and you know, put more of them together, and you know, and use them as sessions, sort of, yeah, sessions, and, and train, mm. and, and do that. You and know, that also have that competitive where you you're looking to get that personal best, or, yeah. or uh, yeah. I mean, it's like my training now. It's is we we've got 
you know, if, I, if my legs aren't as fatigued as they, as they have been, um, you know, I've got three hard, intense sessions a week, whereas in a marathon block, I'd have two, one being a, a long run specific session, you know, with marathon pace miles and mixed in and things like that, and then one being shorter track, you know, efforts and, and things. Mm. Um, but now I can focus on the 5K, it, you know, we've changed the intensity, you know, the mileage has come down a little bit, you know, I'm only doing maybe around 70 miles a week rather than 90s to 100s, and we're increasing the intensity mm. across the days to really get the power and the speed in the legs. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned there's a four-mile race on tonight with the Nosy Harriers, but when you start to do them, when you mix in the, all this kind of stuff, to, that's where you, you're stepping up a little bit more. And then if you're going to do a 5K as well, I, I don't think it quite fits in. You, you, you're going to start to... Oh, maybe yeah. maybe it does, but I, I think it would have an effect then. Oh, yeah, probably would What do. do you think? I mean... Oh, yeah. I, I, I was thinking we could have done an on-site podcast recording, and that was that was my one of my little thoughts. We'll oh, right. Maybe we, for a future one. Yeah, on-site yeah. podcast, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't think that would work. Take it to the Horrock Hill. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Record post Horrock Hill race. Post Horrock Hill yeah. in the in the Farmer's Arms, yeah, yeah, yeah. where they wouldn't s- sell me a, a bag of chips. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, no, I don't think that would work. But you could try. Yeah, it. Live interviews with all the. Oh, the you could do. Yeah, they just cut. Yeah, there'd be too much. <laughs> too much. Yeah, but you could you could try that. So any anything 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 more, my friend. Oh, uh, we must say, um, your father, I believe, was good friends with him. The sad passing of, of Mr. Mike Dooling, MBE, um, who sadly passed. Um, oh, God, it was it yesterday. Night, Tuesday night, wasn't it? I think it was in the morning, to be fair. Tuesday, I spoke to his son. Tuesday morning, yeah, Monday yeah. night, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Y- y- yesterday morning. Yesterday was found out, yeah. Yeah, well, it was in the morning, though. Um yeah. I was speaking to the son, and um, yeah, very sad. I, I'd actually spoken to to Taff uh, when we we travelled to to Bedford, and I said I must call in and, and visit him, uh, being off this week, and uh, uh, gutted that um, you know whether I'd made that effort to do so. To be honest, because when you're so busy in your own life, and you, you say you're going to do these things, and I do visit the sick and, and, and whatnot, but I will forevermore regret uh, not making more efforts. did send him some messages or a message, or get a reply. He, he was suffering towards the end. Um, and um, But looking at the, the great achievements, I know he upset people as well, but, you know, he, he volunteered, uh, um, he was a, an ex-teacher, he was passionately into running. He, he oh, ran, yeah, ran he some decent times. Decent times. I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and then, he was a great yeah. contributor to our sport, especially in the yeah. in the northwest and the Merseyside. And, yes, um, you know many of the events and things that across, you know, put on by the Harriers and things like that and stuff. But mm. we're down to Mike's work and, and things like that, and mm. getting the likes of the Seton Park cross country and stuff. I think very much um, he was a big big player player in, in you know that initially starting up and, and being yeah. in, being there in the park, and obviously now it's the home of of the European trials and it has been for years so you know uh, did he play a, you know this I, I didn't realise yet he's played a, you know, yeah. Yeah, a, a major part of stuff is yeah. you know that's what he got his his uh, MBA MBA for wasn't his, it his uh, service yeah. things to athletics and yeah and I, I went with him to to uh, on a, a couple of coach journeys I recall uh, 
uh, representing Merseyside and on the way back we were in the Chinese Chan's on uh, North Road and he, he bought that meal I re recall that particular time I repaid him I bought him a meal uh, the following time but we, um, we I was in his house actually we, we got some food locally and, and we went back to his we couldn't get a seat in Rainhill after an event we'd been travelling on the coach again and um, last year you know problems started uh, rising and 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 depression I must be honest I believe that depression was a big cause of it you know and and, um, and I'm sorry I personally didn't make more efforts in communicating with him but he went to the Guildhall for some music I remember him really enjoying that um, I think he got attacked uh, by some yobbos on the street don't forget this was an old man you know but he um, towards the end uh, the doctors threw all that, that medication on him and, and I, I'd say in large part that there's, there's a lot that's a lot to do with it uh, to be quite honest um, he had asthma and 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 whatnot and, and I think it was a heart attack but um, very very sad very sad uh, but Yes, you know, focus on all the great things that he achieved and, and that he did and, and that he enjoyed and, and um, his memory will live on for me and, and for you. And I think your father um, knew him as well, didn't he, Matthew? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you, they, like, yeah. Did they run together, yes? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so we mustn't forget the great service of, uh, of Mike Dooling. And uh, I think maybe that's where we, we should leave it, Matthew. Sorry. Yeah. Until next time.